Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing, where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today, we're going to talk about the power of story and why trying to understand other people's narratives might be incredibly helpful for relationships. Thanks so much for tuning in. As we get started here, the emphasis for today's episode is on the power of understanding someone's story. And it's really kind of, this wasn't at all where I wanted to land today. I had this whole other show drawn up and I was actually really committed to it because it's a great topic. Tune in next Monday. But over the last three weeks, I have had just profound conversations with a bevy of people, some who are new to my life, some who have been in my life for a while, but are kind of letting me kind of more into the intimate side of their experiences, and some who have been in my life for a very long time, and we've just recently reconnected. And I just came out of a conversation of about two and a half hours with a former neighbor, who I I have such love for her. She modeled health for me at such a young age and where there wasn't a lot of health showing up in my life, she was a consistent witness. And it's just interesting to sit with someone and hear their story and hear how inaccurately they perceive themselves. And she said the same thing as I was sharing with her some of my life updates. She said, Steph, I just don't understand. I see you as this person. And she listed off some very generous qualities. And I said, you know, the kicker is up until a about three, four months ago, I didn't understand these things to be true about myself. And so I said, while I hear what you're saying and I believe your descriptive words are accurate and I believe you understand my heart, I, up until a few months ago, didn't understand these things about myself. And the reason that I didn't understand them, the reason that I didn't have good reflection and introspection, it's in my story. There are things in my story that disallowed me from seeing myself accurately. And hey, we've talked through complex trauma and we've talked through some of the experiences of that, but there are other pieces of my narrative that helps to explain why I don't see myself very accurately. And that's true in many of our stories. And I've heard it said that most people, this might have even been Brene Brown. I I do want to give credit where credit's due, but unfortunately credit might not be due here. Not sure. I feel like it was Brene Brown that posted this, but something to the effect of most people have a story that will bring us to our knees. And I can assure you that that is 100% accurate. I have now been able to walk with, you know, a hundred or so clients. I have over the years walked with thousands of students. And I know anecdotally, factually, that each person that shows up with wounds there's an explanation in their story. They're not just belligerent. They're not just hard-headed. They're not just stubborn. They're not lazy. They're not, you know, whatever pejorative adjective we want to put out there. There's an explanation in every story. And most people have a story that would absolutely level us on their behalf. But the issue is often we don't take the time to learn about that. So we go out and we unfortunately spew whatever is going on in our lives, not understanding that it might land on someone who's significantly wounded. And that's kind of what this episode is about, is just a a cautious reminder that everyone has a story. So the drug addict that chooses numbing as a solution, in their story, something makes that a viable solution for them. And as much as I might have my own personal prerogatives with what I do or don't put in my body, I don't superimpose that on someone else's story because something in their story has made drug use and abuse a solution. I think of panhandlers and I think of how often 
often diatribes are kind of sent in their direction because they're choosing to elicit money or elicit whatever they're trying to get on a street corner, something in their story is going to help us understand why panhandling is their solution. And we can assign a whole bunch of our own ideas or our own motives, but the reality is something in their story made this a viable solution for them. And so we have to have reverence and pause and think through the understanding that just because it doesn't make sense to me, that's probably something I should feel significantly blessed about. And it's not something where I should be spewing judgment forward because someone lives their life in a completely different way than I do. The person with extreme mental health struggles, if we started to poke around in their story, I can assure you we would understand things differently. We would understand that personality disorders often evolve around really tragic circumstances that happen at ages six and seven and eight and nine. We would understand that drug addiction and pornography addiction show up in people's stories as early as 10, 11, 12, and 13. Are we really going to operate with the categorization that these are just bad people? Or could we start poking around their story and get some context about why they've landed on some of these choices? And conversely, we can look in the stories of many people who are strong and resilient and healers and those who have been healed and those who perform well and those who go above and beyond. Something in their story explains it too. And it's imperative that we give grace and understanding that our stories matter. So just as the story matters of whomever else you're intersecting with, your story matters too. And it is for me such an honor to walk with people and hold up a mirror to them and say, I want you to take a hard look at how you got where you've gotten. Not sure that's grammatically correct, but we'll move right through that. But I want you to explore what's in your history that brought you to today. And hey, if we don't like what we see in this mirror, let's do something about it. But we're not going to castigate you as some sort of awful person that you landed in undesirable circumstances. We're going to understand that your story matters and your story gives us context. Now, I've said it before, there will be people who use their stories as an excuse for poor behavior. And if that's you, you're doing it wrong, my friend. Stories are an explanation. They should not be used as an excuse. If you use it as an excuse, you are missing prime opportunity to invite healing into your life. But a story provides explanation of how we got to where we got to, why we are the way that we are, what makes us tick, what we're good at. There's so many pieces of our narrative that if we stopped long enough to try to understand it and dive deep into it, we would have significant opportunity to lend self-compassion, to lend self-grace, to arrive at self-efficacy. There are so many pieces that if we go into our story, we would grow in them. So many positive traits because our stories matter. The stories also matter for each person that's been entrusted to us. And this is where when I walk with people through the context of relationships, I get really, really nervous that we forget that other people have stories too. We get so caught up in our point of view of whatever the narrative is in front of us. So parents who get caught up in their own point of view and forget that their kids are also having an experience. Husbands who get caught up in their own points of view. So they forget that their wife is also having a story and an experience and her wounds are showing up. Friends who get disenchanted with other friends, forgetting that each person in the relationship has a narrative that, at least from their point of view, is valid. Their stories have to matter, and we need to be intentional about leaning in closer to the stories of those that have been entrusted to us. That means actively striving towards understanding of why people do what they do, what is going on in the situation that's getting the bad behaviors that we're noticing, and it's something that if you are willing to sit in the understanding that history drives a lot of our current behavior, we can start to walk towards healing 
together by addressing the history, by figuring out the deficits, by gaining new strategies, and by practicing those strategies moving forward. And the other piece is the stories are always changing. And that's a space, too, that I've had significant grief over these last couple weeks, understanding that there are people who hold our past against us and disallow growth from being a part of how they perceive us. And so I was talking to someone who's no longer in my life all that much anymore. But when I was talking to them a few weeks ago, what they said to me was they had specific grievances towards me from five or six years ago. And I really had to mourn that because five or six years ago, I was in the bowels of despair walking through one of the most excruciating seasons of my life as we were losing my father-in-law and then months later losing my mother-in-law. All of my wounds showed up there. All of my control mannerisms, all my catastrophizing, all of my pain, it showed up there and it showed up there intensely and in a really chaotic way. But that was also this very season of my life where I decided to grow and to change and to work on improving. And so while someone is holding against me who I was five years ago, all I can think of is they didn't create space that people change and that I am barely similar to who I was five years ago. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I walk with clients the way I do. That's why I walk with students the way I do because change is possible and growth is possible and our stories can be redeemed in profound ways. But when we don't create space for other people growing, when we don't create space for our own growth, it's it's really just a travesty. One of my uh, students messaged me about the fact that not everything is necessarily a future growth opportunity. And I just responded back. I said, I'm sorry, friend, I disagree. I think everything is a future growth opportunity. Like literally every intersection we have, we can reflect on it and grow from it. I know that's just my obnoxious cheerleading going on, but I do truly believe that because again, in my own story, I understand what reflection is and I understand how growth can be really launched from insight. Now we have to create changes and we have to engage and practice new behaviors, but insight is that first step and growth opportunity comes from reflection. So I do believe that student was wrong. I do believe most everything is a growth opportunity. Growth can be continual, but even then, growth can be explained through our stories. Someone comes along, if we come from like the bowels of trauma, someone can come along that's a cycle breaker. Someone can come along that loves us differently and loves us well. Someone can come along and help us grow. And so that's part of the understanding of relationships as well. If someone has rampant success, if someone understands how to be loved well, if someone understands how to treat others kindly, if someone understands how to be a cycle breaker, something in their story explains that too. So if that's you, understand that grit and resilience comes from somewhere. It comes from something. It is not in and of ourselves. Someone comes along, some context comes along that shifts for us, and it can be found in our stories. But if you're in a season of um, self-despair if you're or self-disparagement, frankly, if you're in a season of doubt that things can get better, I want to encourage you to dive into your story and try to understand where that particular mantra or that particular line of thinking is coming from. There's an explanation for it. But I also want you to lend grace and compassion to other people. For those who really rub up against us in in the most frustrating ways, something in their story can help explain what's going on there. Something in our story can help explain why we're feeling the friction. Some of the people we judge most harshly are the products of incredibly complex stories. 
stories. And if we take the time to stop and listen, there are explanations, again, hopefully not being used as excuses, but there are explanations for why others are the way they are, why we are the way we are. And with that in mind, my whole thesis for today is walk gently in the lives of others. Lean in close and listen to their stories. Everyone has one. And one of the most gracious things we can say to someone is, would you be willing to tell me more about that? Tell me about you. I want to see you. I want to see your wounds. I'm okay seeing your pain. Lean in closer and I can assure you relationships evolve and shift and morph and come to a much more beautiful place when we understand that everyone is a product of their own story. I know I've hit on this topic somewhat in the past when we talk through humility, but it just feels so important. I get invited in again and again to the most sacred spaces of someone's inner sanctum, and I cannot urge us enough to have reverence for those who invite us in and lean in and listen and learn. There's always an explanation in their story. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I hope you have a great day. As always, if you're willing to like or follow or share, those are very appreciated. I look forward to seeing you again next week.